It's time to hear the story, make the connection, learn the lesson, and gain the wisdom. Are you ready? Let's get charged and be changed. The Sister Speak Brother Break Show. Conversations on grace, healing, and deliverance. This is Marcy Bush. Come on, let's journey together. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for this Sister Speak Brother Break show today. Uh, we have a guest with us today who is a very good friend of mine. I have known her for quite some time, and uh, she's a special lady. Her name is Shova Nikki Williams. She's a wife, a mother, a playwright, an author. But tonight, we are not talking to Shova the writer. We are going to speak with Nikki. Uh, the woman of God, the survivor, and God has done some really miraculous things in her life. And she's going to share her story with us so that we can see that God is still God and he still works miracles. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you, Marcy. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Thank Nikki, you. how long have we known each other? Ooh, I would say about 17 years. Oh. 16, Has it been? Years. Wow. So around, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think wow. So it was around 2004 probably. Mm -hmm. 2004, 2005. Yeah. About 2004. I did not know it had been that long. <laughs> so yeah, we really are longtime friends now. Um, well, Nikki, we know that there were some things that went, I know, but I want you to share about some of the things that you endured. Um, I know that God has healed you from some illnesses. Um, he's still in the process of working some things through. But what is it that doctors, what is it that they say you have? What were you diagnosed with? Um, Crohn's disease. I was diagnosed when I was 14. Okay. Ninth grade. Um, was getting sick a lot. Didn't understand what was going on. And my dad, he was the type of dad, if you had a, a little cough, he was taking <laughs> you to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. So after a few days of just laying around, he took me to the emergency room. They ran tests and they said that I have Crohn's disease. So that's... Were you familiar with Crohn's at that time? Not at all. Never heard of it. So when the doctor came and told me and my parents what it was, we had to do some research. His nurses had to come in, tell me about it and stuff like that but the most easiest way that i could describe what it is because of course once you have it and everybody's saying what's wrong what's wrong what is it but the easiest way for me to explain it it's a cold that comes every now and then that'll never go away mm. but um medication keeps the flares down, but it has to do with my intestines. Okay. And um, it causes flare-ups and pallops, and that could be a very, very rough time. Okay, because I was gonna say, like, what what are the flare-ups like? What happens? Um, really bad diarrhea, and then um, loss of appetite. So you have diarrhea, but once you lose your appetite, you really don't have anything to come out so it's just a constant pain okay of trying your body doesn't know that you don't have any food because you don't have an appetite okay so that's the pain and you get really really weak really fatigued um 
sores in your mouth, other body parts, and constant pain in your stomach. Mm -hmm. um, you get constipation, but you're not eating, so it's even harder for you to have a bowel movement, okay. you know? So, um, do you but, know what causes the flares? Do you know? Well, sometimes it's stress. Um, sometimes it's different food that you eat. Everybody case is different. Okay. Mine is dairy products. Really? Mm-hmm. Like if I drink a lot of milk, eat a lot of cheese, um, things like that, it'll, it'll cause me to have a real bad flare up. Okay. And when I used to stress a lot, that used to weigh on my body as well. Okay. And so typically for you, mm -hmm. a, a normal flare, which is not normal, but a flare for you normally lasts how long? Um, it could last maybe three days up to at least two weeks sometimes mm -hmm. because sometimes it just depending on how bad it is because you can have um, bleeding from your rectal, um, internal bleeding. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what type of flare up you're having at that time. And you said you were 14 when this started. 14. Mm -hmm. What, how did you feel? Like, so do you feel like you felt any different once they, once they gave you the diagnosis than you did when you went in? I mean, cause I guess you, you were still sick. You still weren't well, but did something change for you when they gave it a name? Yes, because um, once they put a label on it, I felt like they was putting a label on me. Mm. So I felt like I was walking around at the age of 14 with a label. Okay. And I felt like it, it wasn't AIDS or cancer, but that's what I felt like. Okay. I felt like Crohn's disease, you, you got Crohn's disease, nobody not going to be around you, nobody not going to be with you. You know, I started thinking about what I'm going to do when I get older. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to have no husband. No man ain't going to want to be with you. So these, at the age of 13, 14, this is what I was going through. Not only that, but I was at a brand new high school, you know, so I was going through that and yeah, it, it, it was a lot. And then when you have to use the bathroom, you have to go. Mm -hmm. So we had to write notes to teachers saying if she had to go to the bathroom, let her go. And this particular day we had a substitute and she would not let me go. Mm -hmm. And um, I started having like a, a anxiety and then I started having a panic attack. So I just walked out the classroom and I'm walking down the hall by myself, scared. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of me walking, I felt myself having a bowel movement on myself. Okay. So that tore me up. By the time I got to the cafeteria, my anxiety had gotten so bad, I started hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. So now the, the ambulance was called because the teachers didn't know what was wrong because I really couldn't talk to tell them what was wrong. Mm. So the ambulance came, students were still there watching. So nobody, nobody knew what was going on with no, you? No, because mm -mm, I didn't tell nobody. Okay. But of course my teachers knew because we had to let them know at times I'm gonna have to really go, mm -hmm. you know? But then the ambulance was called, students watching. So then I had to go deal with that at the hospital and then have to come back and deal with the questions and okay. stuff like that, you know? But I was 14 then. Okay. Yeah. What were some of the, well, let me ask you this. So 
did you did you have to have surgery or anything once they once they gave the diagnosis what was the next step what did they do well okay that was i was in the ninth grade and all the way up until the 12th grade i would have small flare-ups every now and then so when i was in the 12th grade i had a really really black bad flare-up which caused me to have um, bacteria to go into my intestines which caused a hole Mm-hmm. And so the whole of my intestines with the bacteria was going into my body. Mm-hmm. So it was killing me. Not, And I'm not knowing what's going on. So we went to the hospital and they was giving me medicine. They didn't know what was wrong with me at this particular hospital. Um, they said that they were going to try new medicine. And the next day, if it didn't work, they were supposed to stick a tube down my throat. And at this time I was... 19 i ain't know nothing about the holy spirit okay you know i really didn't have no relationship with god Mm -hmm. but my dad came in and said nikki do you want to go to augusta hospital with your doctor and i said yeah i want to leave so me i guess me and my dad was here in the holy spirit at the same time and we left there during the afternoon and they did emergency surgery with me on that night and they said if I hadn't got there, what I did when I did, I would have I would have died mm-hmm. in the night. So mm-hmm. once we got to Augusta, they did a surgery, and now I have a colostomy bag. Okay. And the col- now what is it? Um, it's a bag. Well, they cut your intestines, and they they seal the part that's inside, and then they have another part to come out where your bowels come out. Okay. So you wear a bag for your bowels okay. to come out. Okay. So it doesn't, my bowels doesn't come through my rectum. They come okay. in the bag. Okay. So um, they did that because at the time the bacteria had messed up my intestines so bad they couldn't keep it together. Okay. So they did that. And I was 19, a senior in high school. And um, it was, it was crazy. Um, I didn't. I went through a, a, a crazy depression okay. at that time. I was just about to ask, mm-hmm. where were you emotionally? Yeah, I, I, I went through a really bad period of depression. Um, I didn't do no schoolwork at that time. So I had to go to summer school in order to graduate because I kind of like checked out, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with it. But I mean, it took me years to get to the point where I'm OK with it. Okay. You know, I'm more than OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think then the 19 year old, did you think that you would have a normal life? No, absolutely not. No. What? At, at, tell me what the 19 year old Nikki thought life was going to be like. Well, you know, at 19, the only thing that's really going through a lot of our minds is boys or mm. girls or whatever. So that was my thing. You know, I didn't think I was going to be able to have a boyfriend. And then I would say, well, if I have a boyfriend, what how can I tell them about it? You know, and um, would they understand? Would they want to be with me? Would they be with me and then cheat on me? You know, just, mm-hmm. just stuff like that at that mm-hmm. time, you know. And then um, I pushed myself away from friends. Because I didn't want them asking me stuff because I didn't want to I didn't want to share. I didn't want to tell about it. You know, I just Mm -hmm. wanted to be, you know, by myself. So at at the age of 19, yeah, I was I was by myself. I pushed myself away from my sisters, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, 19, 
that was one of the hardest years of my life. So let's fast forward. What was your turning point? At what, at what point did you feel like things began to change, whether it was emotionally or physically? At what point did things start to change? Um, well, I had my ups and downs. I'd be all right for a few months. Then I go back down, be up all right, and then down. I went through that for years. Mm. But when I started going to New Beginning Ministries, about 16, 17 years ago, okay. the messages that I would hear him, Bishop Presley, teach us and, you know, trying to get into us, it, it slowly started changing my mind. Like, So now were you married by then? Mm -hmm. So how did... How, how did that happen? Like, did did you have trouble letting him in? Did you did you experience relationship sabotage? Like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Or like, how did that go? Mm -hmm. Before I met my husband, yeah, um, I, I had relationships, but I never told them about that. Mm. Never told them. And but when I met my husband, the funny thing is, I told him the, the same day I met him. Wow. Really? Yes, I met him um, on a Sunday, mm -hmm. and then we started talking on the phone. And then later on that afternoon, I said, "Okay, I need to tell you something," mm. because at this time he had two kids. Okay. So he said, "I want to tell you, I have two kids, and I take care of my grandfather." Mm -hmm. I said, "Okay." I said, "Well, I need to tell you something. You know, I have Crohn's disease, and I told him what Crohn's disease was, and I told him, well, and I have to, and I wear a colonoscopy bag, mm -hmm. and I said, I understand if you want to run for the hills, you know, I'm not um, expecting you to stay around. I said, I've never shared it with anybody I dated. Mm -hmm. I said, but I feel like you're sharing mm -hmm. your stuff. I'm gonna share my stuff, mm -hmm. and." He stuck around okay. <laughs> and now 20 okay. years of marriage wow. and two kids later. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so did the doctors, cause I think I, I, I wanted to ask what were some of the implications of the illness? Like what are the, some of the things that they told you were the do's, the don'ts, what you couldn't have, what you won't have, that type of thing. Well, when I when I did have the surgery, the doctor said you you're not gonna be able to have any kids. <laughs> so, um, I I just said because I went to another doctor. And you shared that with your and, now husband also. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the doctor said I wouldn't be able to have any kids. Um, I could. He said you could live a normal life. You know, you can get married. You can basically eat anything you want to, you know, just watch um, the dairy products, but you won't be able to have any kids. And he said it just like it. Mm -hmm. And so I went to another doctor and they said, oh, yeah, you won't be able to have kids because you have a tilted uterus. Mm -hmm. So, OK, well, I knew I couldn't have kids because that's what the, the surgeon said. Mm -hmm. So then I went to another doctor, you know, just getting checkups mm -hmm. and said, oh, you have thyroids. So, yeah, you won't be you're not planning on having any kids. Right. I said, no, I was already told I couldn't have kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK, so um, it was one night in Bible study. Bishop Presley was teaching on the miraculous and faith, mm -hmm. you know, so I was sitting in church and I said to myself, I, I, I can have babies. <laughs> I got faith I can have babies. But by the, you know, before this, I was I was content with 
you know, being a stepmom to mm -hmm. my husband's kids. Mm -hmm. I was content, you right. know. So I was sitting in church when he was teaching about, you know, the miraculous and faith and this crazy faith. And I said, I, I, I can have a baby. I'm going to have a baby. I said, Lord, let me be pregnant. Mm -hmm. Lord, let me get pregnant. Let me, let me have a baby, Lord. I mm -hmm. believe it. I believe it. So the next day I had a doctor's appointment with my um, gastroenterologist and I was having a flare up and he put me on a new medicine. Mm -hmm. So I went and got the prescription filled and I was just reading about, I never <laughs> read the bag of the, with mm -hmm. the medicine in it. Mm -hmm. So I just read with it. all the precautions mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. And it said, if you're, you're pregnant or planning on getting pregnant, don't take the medicine. Mm. I said, Lord, <laughs> now, I don't believe that last night, you know, let me, let me go take a pregnancy test. So I went and I, I got a pregnancy test and, um, I was at home by myself. I took the pregnancy <laughs> test and I set it on the counter and I just started doing something. I actually forgot that I took it. Okay. And then I walked back in the bathroom from something and I looked on the counter and I looked and I was like, <laughs> okay, now I think how the pregnancy <laughs> test go, two lines mean you're mm -hmm. pregnant. So I took it, it had two lines on it. Mm -hmm. I took it, I ran in my car, didn't have no shoes on. Thank the Lord I had on some pants and a shirt. <laughs> I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm really glad. And I, I, I drove down to my husband's and my sister-in-law, Barbara Beauty's line. Mm -hmm. And I, I called my sister-in-law outside, I said, come outside. I said, look at this. And she grabbed me, she was bouncing me in the, in the parking lot. She said, Nikki, you pregnant, you pregnant, you pregnant. I said, it, it's for real, it's for real. She was like, yeah, that thing say two lines, two lines. Mm -hmm. So my husband came out, we all like, they're laughing hollering excited and I, but i st it still didn't sit well with me okay. you know so i said okay i, I need to go take a blood test mm -hmm. so um I, I found some shoes in my trunk my brother <laughs> drove me to the um urgent care because my husband was still working mm -hmm. and i took the test and she kept the doctor came in and she said miss williams you are pregnant wow mm. <laughs> wow so mm -mm -mm. The phone, when I started making phone calls, the one that stands out to me most is my dad's. I called him and I said, Dad, I'm pregnant. And he was like, huh? I said, yeah, I just took the test. And he said, thank you. I said, huh? <laughs> he said, thank you. He said, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's your faith, Nikki. Mm -hmm. It's your faith, Nikki. So mm -mm -mm. that's. Guess what? Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the um, the mm. conversation that stood out to me the most mm. when he thanked me, yes. you know. Yes. Because yeah, I'm I'm his daughter. He he want a grandchild for me, right? You know. So right. Yeah, but that was one of many miracles mm -hmm. that God has done in my life. So and how so, how has your life changed? Mm -hmm. Not just like you said. Not so. You didn't stop at one. Mm -mm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Lord had other other plans because I was good with one, you know. <laughs> and then um, my um, my first baby was nine months old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we find out we oh, were pregnant with okay. her. And I was like, Lord, I was laying for like, wait, what the hell? Like, you know, but I said, okay, God got a plan for this one, too. Right. So, right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so um, even with that. Uh, just briefly, there was an attack on your baby daughter's life at one time right. too, right? Mm -hmm. 
Can you can you briefly tell us about that? Yeah, we were at my parents because my whole family go to my parents every Sunday. We were out there and it was the third Sunday. So we had second service at our church and um, we we got in separate cars. My nieces, it was not for the I mean, my girls, it was not for them to ride with my brother or mm-hmm. my sister and them to church. Mm-hmm. And we got out at church and my baby girl started walking kind of off and I said what's the matter and I said did you hurt your leg and she was like no and her eyes was looking weak and I was like Mari what's the matter and she mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. at this time she was three and um I remember um Leon my husband just picking her up because it was it looked like it was hurting her to walk mm-hmm. he picked her up and he took her to the altar and mm-hmm. he told Bishop what was going on and Bishop just started praying for her and he had her to walk, but she was still kind of walking funny and her eyes were still looking so weak and, you know, so, you know, um, he prayed for her and everything and he told us to take her to the hospital. We took her to the hospital and the doctors was wondering, you know, maybe she took some medication mm-hmm. or um, maybe she saw something on the floor, but, um, you know, we was thought maybe she had eaten mm-hmm. some ingested mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. It was it was some they thought that she like you said, ingested something and so they did a spinal tap, they checked her blood to see if any if they found any kind of medication mm-hmm. or anything in her blood because she wasn't taking anything and um yeah, they didn't they didn't find nothing. We was in there about a week mm. from test. And stuff. And they found nothing. Nothing. And then just um, all of a sudden, um, she started getting her strength back. Because every day we was in there, she was learning Spanish at her school. Mm-hmm. Her numbers, ABC. So I kept going over all that stuff with her to make sure that it wasn't nothing going mm-hmm. on with her mind, mm-hmm. you know. And I just kept going over all that stuff and she she kept reciting you know her spanish numbers letters and okay her regular numbers and letters she knew who i was you know who uh, my husband was my sister you know we just kept doing that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. then after a week they didn't find anything <laughs> and um we left the hospital she was walking normal she was talking normal mm. um her um you, the strength in her eyes came back, mm-hmm. you know, so it we at that time we knew it was an attack on her. Right. But right. God blocked it. Yes. You know. Yes. And I, I'm so grateful. I mean, I just that is seeing the miracles. Yes. You know? so, yes. Yeah. And I just wonder what God is going to use her to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for the enemy to come after a young child like that, any of us. But especially when they start, when he starts to target that young, Mm -hmm. it just makes me wonder, okay, Mm -hmm. what is she about to be? Mm -hmm. So how, how has your life changed? You said, you know, you, you did, you went through this Mm -hmm. thing when you started to hear the word and the Mm -hmm. word started to change you. Mm -hmm. What are some of the noticeable things to you that have changed? Well, the the most important thing is I I I I have Crohn's. I have it. It doesn't have me. Yes. You know, I walk around with a colostomy bag and I don't care who knows it because it's a part of me. Mm -hmm. It's a part of my testimony Mm -hmm. and it's a sign of a miracle. One of the miracles that God has done in my life. Mm -hmm. So I want to be a testimony 
for someone to look at my story, look at my life and say, okay, if she going through that, okay. I can go through this. Yes. You can yes. go through anything. Yes. yes. That's good. How do you stay focused during your storms and not just if it's a flare, but when your life flares up, <laughs> how do you stay focused in those times? I pull on peace. If you have a peace of mind, no matter what you go through in life, if you got that peace of mind and you pull on it, you'll be able to get through it. Whether if you got to cry a little bit, mm -hmm. whether you, it, 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 it knocks you a little bit, but as long as it don't knock you down, mm -hmm. you're okay. Mm -hmm. But if you got that peace of mind, you'll be able to go through anything in life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so tell me, Nikki, what, what do you expect from your future? What do you expect in your future? I expect hopefully, prayerfully, to change people, ways of looking at different situations. You know, don't don't look at your, your situation as the end, mm -hmm. you know, or um, something that's going to just something tormentful for you. You know, mm -hmm. look at it as a way of reaching somebody else and helping them pull them through what they're going through. Okay. So I'm hoping my life, the way that I'm living my life, somebody sees it mm -hmm. and they, they're, 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 uh, you know, kind of latch on to what I'm doing. Yes. Kind of ask God for peace. Yes. Ask God for joy. And then they go through their situation the same way. That's good. Mm -hmm. So we, we have a little segment that we do near the end and it's called at the core. Okay. And these are questions that may take one or two words up to um, a couple sentences. So it's kind of short and quick. Okay. So what motivates you to do what you do? Mm -hmm. From Want, gut. Wanting to please God. Okay. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be accomplished by your life? A legacy. Mm -hmm. A legacy. Okay. If you could solve any world issue, what would it be? Racism. Mm. When you go to bed at night, what do you dream of? Um, Whether it's when you're awake and just there quiet or your actual dreams, what do you dream of? No worries. Mm. No worries. Okay. No worries. And uh, if there was only one thing that people could take away from our time together here today, what would you want that to be? No matter what you're going through in life, no matter if it was given to you at birth or you, you did something yourself to cause it, you ask God for wisdom and knowledge on how to live it out. Mm -hmm. Don't lay there in sorrow and grief and sadness. Get up. Yes. Get some peace, get some joy mm -hmm. and live your life. That's good. That's good. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Her name is Shova Nikki Williams. Look her up. See what she's doing. Follow her. This is a great woman. Uh, she's gifted, but we're so glad for what she's deposited in us here today. So thanks so much, Nikki. Thank you for having me, Marcy. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you've been blessed by today's show, feel free to let us know. And if you'd like to sow into this ministry, become a sponsor or contact us. You can reach us at 803-221-0169. Or you can email us at 
the SSBB show at gmail.com. Let's continue this journey together. It was actually uh, Mother's Day weekend. Mm. I was at my mom's house slipping into a coma. Mm. And um, I had been in and out of the hospital before the May event. I had spent about 16 days in the hospital. Mm.